2: Yeah, our dear listener, thank you so much for joining us on the Hear My True Story podcast. It is me, your host, Otako. I'm really happy to have you again this week on this wonderful podcast. What is so special about this week is that we are sharing stories that we have already shared on the podcast, but they are not old stories. I mean, if you are just listening to them for the first time, they are not old stories. And if you have listened to this story before... Of course, it is old, but it brings a new feeling, a new experience. So if you'd like, you can listen to this wonderful story. Another thing I would like to say is that the month of February, we shall be sharing all the stories because we are having our holidays. And since we are in holidays, we post old content for you to listen to enjoy some of the best stories that have been told on the podcast another special thing about this month is that it is february 2023 it is the black history month and the theme for this month it is black resistance and for that reason we shall be sharing wonderful stories from our guests that have showed black resistance stories told by black people black african people living in europe
1: your favorite podcast is here
2: Hear my true story. I hope you enjoy this story. This story was told by Carol Chiwanuka in 2022 as she talked about her personal experience and her personal story. And we hope that you enjoy this wonderful conversation.
0: My name is Carol Chiwanuka. I live in Stuttgart, German. I am doing an Ausbildung. What is an house building? A vocational training. I'm doing a vocational training with children in, in kindergarten, in after school care with very small, small children. Yeah. And I'm happy to be hosted on the podcast.
2: Yeah. Thank you so much, Karo Chuanuka. And we're happy today to talk with Karo Chuanuka, <laughs> our
0: guest. Thank you so much. <laughs>
2: So I would like to have a conversation with you about so many other things, as you told me, what we could talk about. So let me hear your true story.
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah, so my friend, you know, I live in Germany right now and I'm studying, doing an house building. And during this time, you face different challenges, different people. You meet different types of people and different kinds of people. Yeah, so one time I was with my friend after class, standing on the road. I, was, I had spent some days without seeing him. And he was, oh, Carol, how are you doing? How is everything? Mm, I'm there explaining myself, asking. Mm-mm-mm. Then a woman, I don't know her. I don't, I've never seen her. Then she comes and she touches my hair. She's like, oh, my goodness, this hair, how do you carry it? How do you make it? I was surprised because I had never had that before. She's German. She's asking me in German. And I was okay. Uh I started catching my hair, pulling it away from her. I'm telling her, yeah, I can carry it. It is not a problem. I had this long purple hair. And shes I think she was very suppli- surprised seeing like a lot of hair on my small head, small face. And yeah, so she started asking me. And then after that, I started having the same kinds of problems, same things, facing the same things over and over and over. And I had never faced that when I was in Uganda. No one has ever touched my head and asking me, wow, this is hair, oh, this. Mm-mm. I've never had that. So I was really surprised to have this here in Germany. Mm. Yeah.
2: So, um... Mm. So this brings the same question. So um, the thing of a hair here in German,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I mean, maybe in Europe, maybe someone sees you, you have a different kind of hair. Mm-hmm. I think someone touching your hair is, impoli- is, is being impolite.
0: Mm-hmm. Someone should
2: maybe ask you.
0: Yeah, I would feel better if someone asks me that. Mm-hmm. Can I touch your hair? I would not refuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't touch their hair I think. I don't have someone that can I touch your hair but I think I'm not that bad. I would let them yeah touch my hair if you want because I know I have beautiful hair. Mm. Yeah, I would yeah, let your them hair touch me. Beautiful, hair. that's true. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So I would let them touch my hair mm. but with asking of course. Yeah. This
2: is a common question with people. People ask themselves most times when if someone should ask them or they should not ask them. But to me, because I have dreads
1: mm.
2: and the experience is that sometimes someone asks you, is that real your hair? Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, why not? That's real my dreads. Mm. This, that's real my hair. Mm. Why are you asking me? <laughs> but of course, like, okay, yeah. And then you see someone bringing their hands and like, no, please. Don't touch. Mm -hmm. I always tell them, please Mm
0: -hmm. don't touch. Touch. That is true. You reminded me. Mm. (laughs) One day I Mm. was in class. I had combed my hair, natural hair, no braids, no nothing. And I go in class, very happy, very beautiful. I made up, putting on nice clothes. I was really feeling powerful. So I enter class. Everyone was happy. Oh, Carol. I had never done that. Wow, your hair. I looked like a sunshine. Maybe, I don't know. (laughs) And then they started asking me, "Is that your real hair?" I'm like, "Yes, this is my real hair." Then one girl, she comes from Georg- Georgia or Georgia, she's she's like, "No, that is not your real hair." I'm like, "What? This is my real hair." She's like, "No, it is not your real hair." I'm like, "Are you my mother?" <laughs> and then she goes, she's like she kept quiet and she did not ask me that thing again. So the next day she was curious. She wanted to touch it to prove if it is my hair. And I'm like, dude, this is my hair. Yeah, do you want to touch it? And she's like, yeah, because she started coming closer to me, like showing you this, uh, these eyes I want to touch, I want to touch. I'm like, yeah, touch it. So she touched it and she was like, yeah, this is your hair. You know, I for me, I feel like hair is something that that is very personal. It's like any other part of the body. So you
2: don't have to just bring your hands and start touching it. Mm -hmm. That's a clear point.
0: If I tell you it is my hair, it is my hair, (laughs) it is my natural hair. Don't ask more questions. Why do you ask if it is really my hair? Why? Did did, did you
2: ask her and did she give her answer?
0: No, I wish I asked her.
2: Do you think there are some reasons why people keep asking for an African woman if that's your real hair?
0: Yeah, I think so. Because I think that, uh, in their culture or in their regions, they have not seen that, and mm. with us, they don't know our culture, and they do not know what is real and what not non-real, so they get confused. Because for me, this is my real hair. When I comb my hair, it is my hair. But there are some people who have less hair on their heads, and they put wigs, which mm. looks like my hair. So for them, it is hard when they find someone who has the same kind of hair which looks like man and me who has done real hair, Mm. then it will be hard for them to tell which is real and which is not real. Yeah. But I think asking, sometimes asking is rude, but also sometimes asking is good.
1: Mm.
0: And it it is also the way how you ask. Ask don't be like, if someone gives you an answer, that is their answer. Don't try to put your answer there because you wanted to know when you asked, you know. Mm, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. So,
2: have you ever experienced when someone defines you because of your hair? For example, for me, mm. I experienced it both in Uganda and here in German. Mm. For example, in Uganda, because I have dreads, people think I am a drug addict. Mm. I, I am I'm not responsible. Mm. I am someone who has failed in life. <laughs> dreads in Uganda are defined with all bad stereotypes. That's
0: true. Yes, I have also faced that like that way where people judge me because of my hair. Mm. Because uh, for example, I will also give an example. When I was in Uganda, Mm. people I'm small, I'm slim. People think that the hair was drinking me, or I don't know how to explain that, but they say that all the nutrients that are supposed to make me fat, they are going in my hair. You know, so they advised my mom that I should cut my hair off. And my mom cut my hair off. Oh my God. I hated her because for me, this is something that makes me feel powerful as a a girl, as a woman. And then someone gives my mom advice that they should cut it off. And I literally, I I hated everyone, everyone that was saying that. And then when I came here, um, everyone is like, they look at me when you're walking on the streets. Everyone gives you this eye, like, I don't know which eye. like, I don't know what that I means, but you, I feel when I was in Wangen, I walk on the street. Where is Wangen? That is in Algoy, South Deutschland, uh, yes. South Germany. Mm. Yeah. So when I was walking, that is where I, I did my FSJ. Uh, so, uh, Sozialarbeit. Yeah. Volunteer service. Volunteer service. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. So when I was walking on the roads, I had different types of hair, let's say, every one month or every two months. Sometimes I combed my hair, sometimes I had it in different colors. So for me, I think that in that region, there were less black people, less black girls, and you walk on the streets and everyone is looking at you. I used to feel so bad. I used to hate myself because everyone was looking at me and I could not find what was wrong with me because for me I thought that I was okay, I was normal, and... So when someone looks at you, then I realize, okay, maybe it is because of my hair or maybe it is because of the way how I dress. I started changing the way how I dressed. I started changing my hair. I did not open my hair again. I had it braided all that time. And I also changed the road that I was using. But then my friend came to visit me. She, I told her my problem, what I was facing that time. And she told me that, "Carrie, your hair is beautiful. Your hair is beautiful. Everyone would love to see your hair. Just be yourself. Just be who you are. Just embrace your hair. Embrace who you are. And I started doing that and I felt better. I felt okay. And I feel so happy even when I have my hair open to show everyone this is who an African woman is. This is how I'm supposed to be. I'm not supposed to hide my hair because people look at me because people want to touch it. I tell them, do not touch. If you want to touch, ask me. I will let you touch it. Exactly.
2: And it's your decision whether you say yes or not. Yes. So have you ever experienced a moment where you feel like here in Germany you want to cut off your hair?
0: (laughs) No. Hmm. I am this kind of person who is very independent. Hmm. I know people face it so hard that they cannot do their hair, but for me, I go an extra mile if someone cannot help me with my hair because I always, you always need someone to help you with your hair because if it is too much, it is hard and all that stuff. But I always go an extra mile. I learn things on the internet from YouTube and Mm. everywhere. I read, how can I make my hair? How can I do it myself if someone is not there to help me? You know, when I was at home, my mom washed my hair, my siblings, my nephews, they Mm. unplated it, they plated it. So I had It was just luxury. When I came here, it is a single man power. Mm. I have to do it myself. But it had never crossed my mind to say that, Carol, please cut off your hair. It is too much. No. I say I will manage it. Like managing any other situation in life, I will manage it. Mm. (laughs) This is just hair. And it doesn't speak. It is me to rule it. So I've never had that. And I'm very happy. And I'm keeping on fighting for it. It will not put me down. Mm. I will fight for this hair. And I will plate it. I will make it however I want. What
2: is your take? What do you say about people who put wigs? The fake hair. I don't know that's right to call it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <you can. laughs>
0: I think it's not fake. Yeah. It is mm. fake hair. Yeah, it is, I think I would say it is, um, not fake, but rather it is in a way of art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, f- I think sometimes I also put on wigs mm. because sometimes this hair is too much. To be honest, you need a lot to do to make it look the way how it looks, you know. And if you do not put on wigs sometimes, how are you going to manage it, yeah? But if you're putting putting it on every day, I would say that embrace yourself, embrace your hair, embrace your naturality, yeah? Take a moment, make your hair open, let it breathe, you know, don't put it on wigs every day. I don't support it. I don't feel so good or so powerful when I'm putting on wigs. I I always have this insecurity in me thinking that what if someone touches it without my permission and it falls off? You know, do you know how much uh, embarrassment I will be living in at that moment? So when I am putting on wigs, I always think of this moment when it is falling off. So I have to make sure that it is is first on my head like it is very, very there. Mm. yeah so i feel like people should embrace themselves they should embrace their hair they should love it just love the way how they that way how it is mm. Um, mm, i like
2: your point of that, that people should embrace their mm-hmm. hair love it put the wig if they wish it's their decision mm-hmm. and it's also a form of art that people can definitely use it whenever yeah. they want but they should embrace their hair
1: with you every week, hear my true story.
2: Um, I want to just share with you a personal experience mm. because of my dreads. Yeah, uh, one time I and my wife mm. were in Uganda, and then I had to go and visit my sister mm. in the in a police barracks. A police barracks is more of like um, the the quarters or the quarters where policemen live with their families. Because my sister, she's a police officer, so I decided to go and visit her mm. with my wife. By then, she was my girlfriend. Mm. So because she had called me, Otaku, yeah, you were around and you are there with your your wife." Or my by, by then, my girlfriend, mm. could you pay a visit? Yes. Visit me. I told my girlfriend, "Yeah, why don't we visit her since we are here a short time and then we shall be traveling back to German." Yeah, yeah. Then I went to visit my sister. Mm-hmm. To enter the barracks, the quarters of the police policemen or the police officers, I was denied.
0: Why? What
2: the policeman at the entrance said? He said, "You have hair for girls, friends. <laughs> <laughs> you are." Not supposed to enter this balax, this quarter with your hair. What? That was how I was denied to go and see my sister Mm -hmm. because of my dreads. I was pushed out of the balance and said, Yeah, this woman she can go, but you you -hmm. stay here because of your hair. You are like a woman.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I was
2: yeah, it hurts because Mm -hmm. it takes time to really grow your dreads. Yeah. Yeah. It takes time to grow dreads because, and also he had it and said, Yeah, we don't know if you use drugs. You know, you mm. people with dreads, yeah, we use drugs, we don't know. Mm. Me, you, you're a in Uganda. is like, I don't know how to define that in English, but someone who's a failure, yeah. maybe a drug addict, a criminal, mm. yeah, you have dreads. So that's how I was denied to go and see my sister. Mm. With my girlfriend, so I had to turn around and go back. Mm. And then I called my sister, and I told her I cannot come to your place because at the entrance of the police barracks, mm. they have told me I can't come to, I can't enter inside because of my dreads. Mm. Then she said, "No problem, let me come and I pick you myself." Yeah. And the person there was like, "Ah, this is your brother, but he has women's hair.
1: Mm. Let him
2: cut off that women's hair." That's how sad it was.
0: Yeah, I can You imagine.
2: get that? Mm. Also, have you ever been denied somewhere because of your hair?
0: Uh, in school. Mm. The Ugandan school system, the mm. way how it dictates that girls or children should cut off their hair before they come to school. Where you are at school, you cannot estimate how your hair will grow because let's say, after three weeks, my hair has already grown and a teacher comes in with um, this thing, how do they call a it? A Yeah, a scissor or mm. a machine to cut off people's hair or children's hair off mm. their heads because it has grown, because the school system says that no one is supposed to have hair. I have faced that like a lot in school, in the Ugandan school system. I really don't like it. I really find it that, yeah... If kids want to grow their hair, they should have that freedom, you know. Mm. And then the most unsaddest thing is that these people, let's say the Indians, let's say the um, Chinese, any other people from other countries or children from other countries were let to have their hair. Their hair was not touched. But you, a Ugandan child, a Ugandan boy, or a Ugandan Girl, your hair was cut off before you enter the school gates. I don't know how to call that. I don't know which sort of discrimination that is, but that is bad. I really find it very disappointing that our system, our government lets that to go on and on. If they want to have it uniform, why don't they cut off everyone's hair? Why don't they cut off even the Indian kids' hair? Why?
2: Yeah, I can see that. I personally also studied in a school system from Uganda, and we are always told to cut off our hair. Mm. Whenever it grew, I felt also the same way, really so sad. But of course, with this uh, school where I was, we had some foreigners. They could leave them to be with their hair. Mm. For example, if they're coming from Europe or from Asia, they could leave them to have their hair. But you as a Ugandan and African, you are told to always cut off your hair Mm. before you come to school. but I think this is because of the colonial system when the colonialists came to Africa they told Africans to always cut off the hair Mm. to get a job because they said that their hair was smelling Mm. their hair was dirty. so they told people to cut off their hair and in Uganda to be employed for any job you should always have short hair
1: Mm.
2: as a man You are not allowed to have dreadlocks. You cannot go to teach in school with dreadlocks. Even politicians that have made it, Mm. even those that had dreadlocks, they cut them off. Mm. You get that, for example, Robert Chagulani. Yeah. He had dreads, you know, when he was voted to become a member of parliament, Mm. he had to cut off his hair. Yeah. There are other musicians that were campaigning in Ugandan politics. They had to cut off their hair. Mm. You get that? Yeah. So it's so sad that it is like that. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I was reading, uh, like in the past weeks, I was reading a little bit about women and like black history, a little Mm. bit. And this is where I came with, I found this thing of hair, where people were cut off their hair, the women you you're the only woman in this working office and you had to cut off your hair. They saw your hair as a threat. But people are supposed to live the way how they want. People are supposed to embrace their hair. People are supposed to embrace themselves because I believe that if if you don't have hair on your head, I think you feel naked. It's like you have no clothes on.
2: That is really important because hair is part of our body, so I should not cut yeah. it off if I don't want to cut it off. Yeah. It is my choice to cut off my dreadlocks. Exactly. Unless <laughs> it's a medical issue. Yeah, yeah. unless, yeah, that's true. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, and by the way, I mm. work in kindergarten mm. where children also find it exciting or fascinating, I don't know how to, or interesting, when they see my hair every month, new color. <laughs> and <laughs> One time a child told me, Carol your hair looks like ropes. (laughs) Yeah, I laughed because these are kids and if they want to touch, I tell them, please ask. Don't just touch. Then when they ask, I let them touch. Mm. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think it's really nice because as in children all over the world, they they learn and they ask questions and it's Mm -hmm. very important to we as adults to always answer these questions. Mm. Yeah. Even in Uganda, mm. children could ask me, <laughs> why do you have hey. hair for women? <laughs> and then I could tell them these are dreadlocks. I can, I make them the whole dreads. Mm. Yeah. It's my real hair. I just make dreads and then they know. Mm. Even here in Europe, we are in German when, because I work in a kindergarten. Mm. I find children asking me, what is that hair? How do you call your hair? Can I touch your hair? Mm. And then I'm like, yeah, you can touch. And they say, yeah, it's, it's really beautiful hair. I tell them too. Mm. And I say, I love it. They will also <laughs> love yours. So yeah. it's, 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 it's the more fun we have talking about hair. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's so beautiful that, because if you don't tell them that you should ask me to touch, tomorrow they're going to find another person with the hair like yours mm-hmm. and they will just touch because they were not told. Yeah. And they're supposed to learn. Yeah, what? How do you define that when someone touches your hair or someone like here in Europe? How do you define that? In I your was, personal, I think for me, of, not as a profession. but No, I'm
0: not a profession. I'm not mm. a hair profession. Mm. I'm not a hair stylist. I'm just Carol. Mm. Yeah, I think that that is disrespect, and that is being rude. That is being impolite. That is, yeah, I don't like it. Ask. It's like the same way how the Bible says, ask and it shall Mm. be given. Mm. You know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. So I really find it rude. Yeah. That someone just touches your hair. Because I believe that this person who is just touching your hair does not want to just be touched. Mm. Like seriously, if you touch their dogs, if you touch their anything, their personal belongings, they would be very rude to you. They would say, don't touch, you know, and then they expect to just touch you mm. and then you don't react. No, 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 I will react. Mm. Yeah. I will tell them, don't touch. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, like, uh, in your own uh, your personal view, mm. what would you say for anyone who is, like, having this African hair or maybe living here in German or Europe, mm. what would you say about them if they are having personal, just like what you said, you felt at some point you want to stop covering all, to keep covering your hair? What?
1: Mm.
0: I would say that be who you are. Just let that person in you shine outside. Do not hide yourself because people force you to Just tell the people your limits. Tell them, I do not want. Be, put yourself out there and tell the people what you want. Do not let them to step on you. I believe that everyone is powerful in their own ways. And just embrace who you are. Be who you are. Do not let anyone make you feel uncomfortable in your own skin. Because for me, I believe that you come from wherever you come. You are capable of something. You are someone. Do not let someone put you down because of your hair, because of your skin color, because of the way how you dress. Just embrace yourself. Embrace who you are.
1: Make sure to leave a review. This makes our day and fuels future episodes. Hear my true true story.
2: But you know that in my culture, like where I'm from, where I come from, in in Busoga, Mm. in Uganda, Eastern region, hair is something really very important.
1: Mm.
2: When I was growing up, they could tell us when you cut off your hair, Mm. don't just throw it around. Yeah. Keep it safe where it is that no one will ever find your hair. Yeah. Or throw it where you cannot find it. Or burn it. Or burn it. Mm. Because we're always saying someone can use your hair to bewitch you, which I don't <laughs> know that's true.
0: Yeah. Did you hear such a thing? Yes, they How also you
2: come into when you grow up?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Even when I was growing up, even now, let's say if I'm at home, when my mom combs my hair, she will hide it because she still believes that that is still i think everywhere even in my culture mm. in moganda culture mm. it is also there that yeah you and i think especially when you have mm. never cut off your hair when you were a child because they uh, they emphasize people to cut off kids children's mm. hair when mm. they have just Like when they grow and then they cut off that first hair because someone can do anything to you, people can make you go crazy. Mm. I don't believe that. I don't know if I believe that, but those are stories that we are told by our ancestors and they are still Mm. being told even right now. So I think I also do that. (laughs) (laughs) Like seriously, I think I do that because even when I combed my hair here, I had to collect every small bit. I was looking for it all over the ground. My hair should not be anywhere. I had to keep it. I still have it in my bag. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think I believe that. I think those are the things that you believe when you do not want to believe, but you believe unknowingly, and then you do the way how your ancestors did. Mm. Because trust me, even at my place, I comb my hair. I collect it. I have a bunch of hairs. If you want to bewitch me, come at my place. I have hair. <laughs> I mean,
2: in Uganda, air has touched so many cultural Mm -hmm. practices. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and social beauty.
0: That's true. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So I would like to just ask you if there's anything else that you'd want to talk about here.
0: Oh. Mm. And by the way, what Mm. do you think of the Germans or the... Europeans mm. who have dreadlocks. What do you think about that? I
2: think every human being has a right to do dreadlocks when mm. they want to do dreadlocks. Mm. Dreadlocks, I don't think they are for one race. You know, dreadlocks is their choice. Yeah. I, I personally, I did dreadlocks because of my personal reasons. Yeah. Why did I do dreadlocks? Because when I was studying in Uganda, mm. they always told us to cut off our hair mm. and I never had hair. Hmm. That's point number one. Number two, people could always laugh at my hair because it was small hair. <laughs> that kind of hair that you, if a if, if, Ugandan would understand kaweke, <laughs> I don't know how you call kaweke in English, but it's that kind of hair that is not too much hair like yours. Poor quality. It's, it's not poor quality, <laughs> but it's, 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 that's the design of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's the beauty of it. That is not too much, but yeah. it's small and strong. Yeah. So that's kind of hair I had. Mm. You get that? <laughs> so people would laugh at it.
1: Mm. <laughs> and
2: three, I wanted to, re, to stop the colonial continuity of m- me cutting off my hair, which was brought by the colonialists from Europe. That we we should cut off our hair because it is dirty, Mm -hmm. it is smelling, it's not clean.
1: Mm.
2: I said, no, I keep my dreadlocks. However much I was denied to go in so many places because of my dreadlocks, I did not cut them off. Mm. And they are not the best dreadlocks. (laughs) But I love them. (laughs) 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 You get that? <laughs> yeah. so that, that, that's why I did my dreadlocks and that's how much I love my hair
1: mm.
2: that's how much I love it Yeah.
0: that yeah. I would say that you are really a powerful man you are strong because there are so many men that I've seen who have give, given up and cut off their dreadlocks because of the Ugandan system, because of the society what the society says that yeah. man cannot have hair, man you're not al- allowed to go here. You're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to have these kinds of jobs. Some have mm. really cut cut their hair off. But you, my friend, you yeah, are strong.
2: I, I'm lucky here that I'm working in German, <coughs> yeah. where I can work with my hair anywhere, my dreadlocks. Yeah. But in Uganda, I was a teacher mm. of high school. I was not allowed to wear dreadlocks. I, mm. allowed to dreadlocks. I was not allowed to have dreadlocks. I was not allowed to have too much hair <laughs> on my head. Wow. You see, that's mm. how pol- the system hair discrimination is a systematic discrimination that has been created. Mm. In Uganda, it was brought by the colonialists, yeah. And up to date, we we still do it. I don't know why we still have to tell people to cut off their hair to get a job.
0: Mm. Because I think it is from the roots, you know. There's when the colonialists came in. They put it to our grand-grand-grandparents. They put put it in the system. Yeah, they put it in the system. So it is really, really hard to clean it up. You have to start with the roots. By the way, there is a guy. I stay in Stuttgart. There is this guy. He's African. He has hair, like my hair, like so much. He combs it every day. Like, boom, Afro. He looks so good. Oh, my God. Every time I look at this guy, I'm like, yeah, you're... You are good. You are really looking good. Because even men who have hair here, maybe they plate some small things. They don't let it, like, mm. be open. But this guy, he, he inspires me. To be honest, he inspires me. Every time I meet him, I'm like, yeah, go man. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah.
2: But also, one thing I've realized in Uganda, for example, when I was living in Uganda, mm. people of bedlocks knew each other. <laughs> Someone could find you and could stop and say, Hello. How are you?
1: Mm.
2: Just because of the...
0: The hair.
2: The hair. But also there were some other good things. There are people who could trust people with dreadlocks. Mm. I found so many opportunities where people trusted me because of my dreadlocks. They were like, <laughs> we, we don't have a problem with you. You can come. Mm. Because we your dreadlocks, we trust, trust us. Yeah. yeah. And then there's something I just remembered. Mm. I don't know but maybe I can use it in the podcast. It's so interesting. So um I was on a project doing a campaign with children to stop child trafficking in Uganda. Mm. And I was in school with my dreadlocks. Yeah. I went to the school and I was given permission to work with the children and the ed teacher, the teacher who's in charge of the school was not there. We started working with the children. Then when the teacher came by to see the people who were working with the children, it was me or Taco (sighs) with dreadlocks.
1: (sighs) The
2: teacher stopped the session and said, no, we cannot have our children work with you because of your dreadlocks. They stopped me from working. They chased me out. And they left the other people to work. But remember, the, po- the people who I was working with, I was the boss. Yeah. I was the one with the concept and the idea of working with the children. So when they stopped me, these other people said, but that is our boss. Yeah. So if he's gone, we cannot work. The school said, if you cannot work, then all of you go. <laughs> because of your dreadlocks, we are not working. Oh I left the school. I came back the next day, and I told the teacher, look, I have dreadlocks, but you are Stereotypes mm. about dreadlocks that is not right, that it's is... not that it's not true. Mm. Look, with my dreadlocks, I've worked with so many schools like this and this, I've inspired so many young people. Why can't I just work with your children in mm. your school, in your community? I was somewhere in a village in northern Uganda where dreadlocks are the stereotypes too.
1: Mm.
0: That is really that are absurd. negative. Mm. It is so sad that and, people still think like that.
2: You know, because people have one side of the story. Mm. They don't know why someone has dreadlocks. How beautiful and handsome someone can be with their dreadlocks.
0: Yeah. With but, their you know, hair.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so you see how I've suffered with my hair. Yeah. <laughs> you have struggled. <laughs> you have gone through hills and lakes and rivers and everything. Mm. Yeah. But thank you so much for hosting me.
2: You're welcome. I'm happy to have hosted you again on our podcast. Yes, our dear listener, thank you so much for listening to the Hear My Two Story podcast. And I hope you enjoyed that wonderful conversation on that personal story. And we think that maybe next time, same week, you can join us and you listen to the wonderful podcast. Also, if you like to support the podcast, please go to hearmytourstory.com. There you can find and then subscribe to the podcast. You can choose to be a supporter of the podcast. And when you support the podcast, you enable us to create good content for this wonderful podcast podcast and for you as a listener that is what we wish anyway i would like to say bye for now and we hope to hear and to hear from you to hear from each other next week same time same podcast thank you for always following us
1: we not only have voices for a podcast but also faces for youtube don't miss your next episode hear my true story, true story. For
0: listening to our podcast, music by Edwin Matovo, hosted and produced by Otako. Subscribe to our podcast for more stories and visit us on our website, hearmytruestory.com, yeah, for more stories. All the links are listed in the show notes of this podcast.